Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's 5 o'clock on the most listened to sports talk show for your ride home. What? what? It is time for the Falcons Report. Guns it. Caught. Touchdown Atlanta in the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. You shall not pass. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report. Oh, my heaven. The 5 o'clock Falcons Report is brought to you by Jack Daniels. Make it count. Jack Daniels. Please drink responsibly. And sponsored by MD Anderson Cancer Center on Dukes and Bell. We are Dukes and Bell. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. We know it's uh, gloomy outside. That doesn't mean you don't have to be happy on the inside. We want to cheer you up today, make you smile. And we're going to talk to Dave Archer, analyst for our Atlanta Falcons, because Friday, late in the show, and thanks to everybody that came out to Buckhead Butcher Shop, we had such a good time out there, Connor and Katie and all the folks out there, Chef Leonard, it was a great time. Can't uh, wait till we get back out there. But this story broke late in the show, and that, that was the Falcons were hiring new defensive coordinator Ryan Nielsen from the Saints. And Arch, as we bring you in on the WadeFord.com hotline, the thing that we keep looking at is we had 21 sacks as a team. We were 31st in the league. Grady had six. Nobody had more than that. I think Carter had four, but Katie had a couple. How do we get better under this new coordinator in getting to the quarterback? Because everything we're seeing, Arch, says that this is kind of his specialty, right? That D-line with the Saints has been very good for a very long time. Well, certainly, Carl, you know, there's going to be techniques that this guy has learned over his years of coaching defensive line. That's his specialty. Mm -hmm which you like that. You like that he, he played defensive line in college at USC, uh, was not a pro, but uh, immediately got into coaching uh, and has coached the D-line uh, the, for the most of his career. That's been his position. Now he's, he's graduated up the, up the chain where he's been a D.C. Uh, at a small school. I think Central State in Connecticut was a D.C. there and then kind of moved through the college ranks and then he got his opportunity to get in the National Football League. Uh, and, and was a co-defensive coordinator of a really good Saint defense. That's really kind of been their calling card since Drew Brees left. Their calling card's kind of been their defense, and and uh, he's been there for the last uh, what five or six years. Uh, been a part of, of defensive lines that get after you. We know what Cam Jordan is, and I'm not going to sit here and say this guy made Cam Jordan into what he is because Cam Jordan 
was already a pain in our ass before <laughs> he ever got there. But but uh, I do think that he's worked with some of the younger players. Uh, Hendrickson comes to 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 mind. Um, even even I know a guy you guys make fun of, Davenport, a guy who didn't really do much of anything this year had nine sacks last year. Um, so he's done some things with guys that maybe weren't top shelf guys or guys that really just you know you thought okay this guy's a dominant pass rusher. I like that part about it. Um, there's no question they're going to have to get some players for him. Okay, and and can and can the younger guys that you drafted this year take that next step? We know Grady's going to be a guy on the inside. He had six sacks this year. When you get a defensive tackle between that six and ten sack range, that's a pretty good year for a defensive tackle. Uh, so Grady's doing his job. What else, who else can we sprinkle in around him that can that can dominate? The two teams in the Super Bowl, uh, Philadelphia had 70 sacks and Kansas City had 55 sacks. Uh, that tells you that, you know, we talk about sacking the quarterback, and I know there's a lot of conversation about affecting the quarterback and moving off his spot. There's something to me about knocking him on his rear end, too, with the ball in his hands. Uh, those two teams are doing it at a pretty high level. They're playing for the everything. They're playing for the Lombardi Trophy. That's something you need to get done. It is Dave Archer with his guys on the waitfor.com hotline. In addition to like the sack numbers, Arch, if you look at the uh, you know points allowed and the other number of the last couple of years that Nielsen's been involved, they have really been good against the run, which is something that you saw. Again, there was no running game in that Chiefs-Bengals game by comparison as well. Yeah, it's no question about it, Mike. It's a good point. Um, obviously, it all starts with how physical you could be at the line of scrimmage in a run game. How do you get sacks? you got to force them into passing situations if they can – stay in comfortable third down situations. And we're seeing it, Mike, that the evolution of this four down concept where I don't care where we are on the field. If I can get the, get the, the play to fourth and two, fourth and one, I'm going to go for it on my side of the 50. Probably we saw Philly do it a good bit yesterday. We've seen a number of teams in the playoffs that are doing that. So uh, commanding first and second down means you got to snuff out the run. And uh, certainly uh, coach Nielsen has been a part of a defense and, and you know Dennis Allen's be a part of it as well Dennis called the defense but it's a it's a group that were very good against the run he's in those meetings he'll he's helping putting those game plans together and now he's earned the right to to run his own ship and it looks like they're going to add some pretty prominent guys look for some guys that are pretty good coaches that are going to come in and join him yeah the cool thing I think Arch is you saw what Cam Jordan said about him on social media I mean the praise and Cam is taking a shot at us because that's what we do with Saints and Falcons. It's just what it is. As he says, I'm happy-ish for him, but he's joking. And then you hear that Sean Payton, this is a guy that Payton was ready to put on his staff and make him his defensive coordinator wherever he might have ended up. He's not going to have that opportunity now because the Falcons have hired him. But that's pretty high praise for a guy that, again, has never called plays. Does that concern you about the not calling plays part of this? There's always a part that, you know, how does he settle into that? And there's a growing piece to that. And, you know, I, I mentioned that they're, they're close to signing some players, and there's no announcement yet, but a name I know you guys have been tracking, Jerry Gray is a guy that potentially could end up here. He's the DB coach in Green Bay, uh, coaches, coach the likes of, of Jair Alexander and Xavier Rhodes when he was in Minnesota, was the defensive coordinator in Buffalo for five seasons. So, when you start adding guys like that, potentially, and again, there's been no announcement and nothing's been said. Uh, this is just me talking out loud here and, and kind of hopefully wishful thinking that Jerry Gray's name might be a part of that package and a part of that defensive staff because he brings in some of that know-how to, as, as to call defenses. Because you are you are as only as good as your staff, uh, Carl. Uh, even though Arthur calls the plays, he's getting information from Dave Ragone upstairs. 
it's a collaborative effort when you make calls. Now, ultimately, one guy has to make the call, and he's got to be decisive with it. Um, we saw how indecisiveness can affect you based on what we saw from the Miami Dolphins during the playoffs. If you can't make a call, then it ends up ruining you. But I think this guy has gotten enough practice and enough uh, people around him. They'll sprinkle enough people around him. He'll be fine. It is a Dave Archer with his guys on the waitfor.com hotline talking about our new defensive coordinator and his background, which is about, you know, playing really good D line. I know you mentioned earlier the young guys popping. So Ebba Katie, D'Angelo Malone, how much of that? And we got money. That's another thing that dropped today, Arch. More money than ever for the salary cap. If we jettison Marcus Mariota, we're north of $70 million. Going to get one of those badass defensive tackles next to Grady. I know we mentioned Deron Payne. There's other ones out there. But that combined with this coach, combined with these young guys and whatever we draft, can we get back into the pass rush business as, as early as this next season? Well, I think I think you can, Mike, and I think that you make a good point in the fact that it's good. It's a good analogy to attack the thing from the interior. Um, if you can snuff out the run, and you mentioned Deron Payne, Dalvin Tomlinson, a couple of guys from Alabama that are going to be available, uh, a couple of big guys that are that are that are dominant interior players against the run, but also can create pass rush. Deron Payne had a career year this year. He's going to command a number. There's going to be a big number attached to him. But hey. This is the year that you can do that if you if you choose to. Certainly, the Falcons have not been in that position. But I think the analogy you make as far as attacking the thing from the interior makes a lot of sense because now I I, I can get uh, I can I can demand you know the three interior guys block those two interior rushers, and now all of a sudden I've got guys one on one on the outside. And and we also have to take into consideration, Mike. That yeah, you can go get some guys in free agents. There's going to be some guys available, but you also got to you got to expect guys to improve. Arnold Ebicady's got to take that step. You drafted him high. You jumped up in the second round. He had a first round grade on him. He had some flashes this year. He got banged up, hurt his wrist, hurt his elbow. Had a tough time uh, in the batter, in the latter part of the season. Um, but he's got to take that next step. That's on him, and that's on uh, Coach Nielsen as he comes in to get Ed Acady up to speed and take him to the next level. So all that's got to combine to make you better at the pass rush. We're talking with Dave Archer, guys. He is the, <clears throat> the analyst for our Atlanta Falcons as the Falcons hired Ryan Nielsen. Uh, let's shift gears and talk about what they're trying to do this week. East-West Shrine game, Arch, and then obviously the Senior Bowl. Our guys, I'm talking about our coaching staff, is coaching at the East-West Shrine game. They'll have people there at the Senior Bowl, obviously, and, and people there all week long. All right, so so what are you looking for? Is there a target that you're looking for in in these games or these lead up to these games this week? No, I think what you you get the opportunity, Carl, and these and you hear any of the coaches talk about it. Your ability to sit in the meeting rooms with guys and and you know that there's meetings going on with these guys because there's evaluation going on with the other teams, but that that absolute ability to sit in as a Falcon staff with guys in meetings that are separate that are actually when you're designing your defense or giving your defense and kind of getting these guys up to speed of how the defense and the offense will run, there's an opportunity there to to get some exclusive uh, information uh, and, and glean what these guys are all about that the other teams aren't going to get. And so it's a really a cool – that's why the coaches take advantage of this. And, and of course, it's a great opportunity. Marquise Williams uh, is out there. He's going to be he's going to be running the show uh, on one side. For the East-West Shrine game, which I think is really cool. This is one of those things that uh, the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine game have agreed that whatever staff comes in, the head coaches will step aside. Bill Belichick and, and Arthur Smith are in meetings, but they're not saying anything. 
they're letting the other coaches run it. And, and for the most part, it's, it's the minority, minority coaches that are getting the opportunity. And I think this is a really cool opportunity for guys that are really smart and really good that don't get the opportunity or don't get the notoriety to be able to step into that lead role and kind of run things. I think that's, that's something that's important as well to kind of keep in mind, as well as the, as the evaluation of players. Dave Archer with us, breaking it down. I know one of the things you go nuts over on the radio broadcast with Wes Drewham. Uh, Carl mentioned it earlier. Patrick Mahomes was doing an amazing job. Threw it 43 times. You told us he was going to throw 43 times. Never would have believed it. The thing I felt was Burrow, now he got his butt whipped by that amazing blitz, but I thought the referees were too big a story in the AFC. Did you feel that way? I thought they were too big a story in both games, Mike. I, I think that, you know, it's one thing. Seven defensive penalties against the 49ers. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. They they get uh, – the Philly, Philly got three consecutive third downs converted in one drive because of defensive penalties. Now, some of it was legit. Some of it kind of ticky-tack. And I thought that uh, – I thought that in both games, uh, the officiating, which is supposed to be your best. You know, when you get in the league championship game, uh, there's a little bit of egg on the face of the league here – as to how these games were, were refereed, the attention to detail, uh, just the, the, the third down play in the game with Kansas City and in, in, in Cincinnati where the play, the throw, or the sack there, and the play's over, and then you find out later after both teams have run their punt units on that they'd blown the play dead. It just it was really discombobulating. Now, I think the call at the end on Joseph Osai is legit. Now, I, I don't, I'm not sure – the, the vitriol that's going on on Twitter and everywhere about the call. That's a legitimate call, the foul that Osai makes on, on uh, Mahomes on the scramble. But there were a lot of things that were ticky-tack and goofy in the game. I agree with you, Mike. Arch, we appreciate you stopping by, man. Always great stuff. We're going to learn more about Ryan Nielsen. And uh, ultimately, guys, we got – Arch said it. we gotta get, we got to get some better players. we got to get players that he can coach up, but certainly the guys we have here – uh, can be better, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Arch, thanks so much. Guys, it's an exciting offseason, man. There's a mm-hmm. lot happening. As Mike said, we got a lot of cash. There's, there's an opportunity to get some other players in here, guys improving. you got a young team, the second youngest team or third youngest team in the National Football League, and look what they did. You know, mm-hmm. this this can be a fun team. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. I agree. Can't now, wait. Now, listen, uh, our window is about to reopen, and, and I mean that. Right. It's It's about to reopen. Now, how soon does that happen, and then how long is it open, guys? Because we're talking about your window to get to a Super Bowl. We, we, we'll never predict winning one. We know how hard that is. But to get to one, Mike, it's about to reopen. And I know that uh, right now, if you look at why these teams are back there in the Super Bowl, because the Chiefs and the Eagles are built really well. They've got great personnel departments. they got two great general managers, and they've just been able, especially the Eagles, to go back twice in five years and really tear it up and build it back down. That's amazing. Can we do some of that? Coming up, 49ers get bad news, and it poses a big question moving forward. We'll tell you about it coming up as part of the Strong Arm Story of the Day next. The Strong Arm Story of the Day is brought to you by John Foyt Associates Personal Injury Law. Oh, we had, well, one good game and then one not-so-good game yesterday. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game coming up in 20 minutes. Georgia having to defend its quarterback or the guy that used to be its quarterback. Let's talk about the injury to Brock Purdy. Here's the latest that is being reported. Brock Purdy, is uh, he suffered a torn UCL. It's going to mean that he will be at least sidelined for six months. Now, here's the kicker to this, Mike, and that's certainly not great news for the 49ers, but if you look at the months, right, February, March, April, May, June, July, camps usually late July, early August, if he doesn't need reconstructive, reconstructive surgery, 
That is Tommy John, guys. If he has to have Tommy John, the timetable completely changes. If he's able to just heal on its own, which is what the doctors are now saying, but he's getting a second opinion today, this UCL injury will keep him out at least six months. I asked the question, Mike, is he still QB1? Because he's still a guy that only has eight or nine games under his belt. The offseason matters. We've seen that with our own team, with guys showing up and being there. You could argue that him, once he went out, showed you how much he means to that team. Now, obviously, they did not have a viable backup. With all due respect to Josh Johnson, that was never going to work. But you saw just, you know, at one point the game was tied. And he was, you know, he did have a couple of yards thrown before the thing got, went sideways. He was four for four with 23 when he went, when he got popped. He, I think, showed you enough in the regular season. I mean, certainly we have a better idea of what he did around better talent than we do have with our quarterback here with Desmond Ritter. Now, the question is, you keep Trey Lance as an insurance policy as he continues to develop. And sure. perhaps you feel that he could, you know. It's not it's not costing no. you a no. lot to but do that. But you're moving on. Garoppolo's a free agent, so he's gone. That's not even your concern. Garoppolo will sign with somebody else. But I just thought he's done enough, and he showed you how much he was worth because once he was out, the game was over. But this is a big one, though, because you're right. If it doesn't come back and he does require the Tommy John, then that's a whole different kettle of fish. Right now, he would be ready to go for your summer camp or your preseason camp. Uh, Six months from now would be July. August, right? Yeah, end of July, August. So usually into July is camp, and then you're talking about games in August. I, I don't know, Mike. I'm just saying. And he doesn't. By the way, do you immediately just get off the couch and start throwing like that? How did I don't know what the no, build I don't know, up is. But I mean, at some point he would. There's enough if you're going to say it's six months. He's got enough time before Labor Day to presumably throw a football or two. But you got a young guy in, and maybe this is Lance's Trey Lance's chance to do something special. You know, he'll have the the mini camp work and everything else. They'll go get another viable veteran to be a backup. I would imagine in the meantime. Yeah, my only thing with this is, and we'll see. I'm not wishing any bad luck on Brock Purdy, dude. This is a great story. Can you imagine being Mr. Relevant, getting a chance mm. to start, you're winning all these games, you get in a championship game, you get hurt. And then things may go the different a different direction because you have no control over whether you're going to need reconstructive surgery or not if he does, and, and then it puts a, a, a longer timetable on this. But, Mike, I was going to say, um, as far as, as the 49ers are concerned, they're actually in a good situation because they do have Trey Lance. Now, he's coming off the injury as well, but he was the, the starter this year. He was the guy that started the season. They were buying into what they were going to do with Trey Lance. So I don't think it's terrible considering they have a backup plan. But I got to tell you guys, if this was us and Ritter was injured and he was going to be out six months, you'd be looking for another guy to come in here because it's just what it is. And that's where I'm saying they actually have a guy that's already on the roster that they're not having to go out and acquire. If this was us and we knew Ritter was going to be out six months and he was going to miss all this offseason work, camps, OTAs, all the stuff that matter to quarterbacks, or at least that's what they say, then I'd be concerned. But I don't know if the 49ers well, are. Well, I mean, again, I, I think we know – I know more about Brock Purdy than I know about Trey Lance. Sure. You know, and I, I don't know whatever the organization thinks. The upside was always the play on Trey Lance, despite all the, you know, the drama on the draft night. Okay, you, you got a guy, maybe it will be – again, if ever this guy's going to get it in gear, this is your chance, but you go get a veteran. And I, I don't know, Shanahan – we talked about this earlier. When they the look on his face that they got the the Fox cameras caught it when Shanahan said this guy can't throw. Ten yards was about the best he could do. At one point they had McCaffrey back there, Carl third and long. And they're just handing it off. The game was completely over after being seven seven and looking like it was going to be a classic. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game that news just coming down, and again the game was over. To Mike's point, once that happened, we're just reporting what is being mm. said about this. He's going to get a second opinion. Hopefully he can just rest, it heals, and he's back in time for next season. Uh, Meanwhile, the games themselves, Mike, one, pretty interesting. The other one, not so much, and we just talked about that. But the Chiefs-Bengals game, and there was so much to this, 
But as I said to start the show, I, I almost got tired of hearing the officials on the microphone yesterday. Yeah, we talked about it with Arch, and you know, David, like we go round and round, and Arch, I've heard, listen, if you listen on the radio on the Falcons Radio Network, there, there's some good officials, and there's some that I, I just don't know what, what they're looking at. Because the playoffs, Carl, you would argue fair or fair, unfair, right or wrong, you get a little more leeway in contact as far as the receivers and the defenders. You get a little more leeway with some of the, the offensive holding. And the only problem I had was you were calling everything seemingly on the Bengals. Yep. And then the Chiefs in the fourth quarter, when the game was on the line, they were grabbing, tackling illegal blocks. And it was just, it was, it was very one sided. And I guess I, full disclosure, I, both, I, I did bet the Chiefs. You can't argue with the OSA hit on the out of bounds. That's complete uh, unnecessary roughness. Won the game. But I just thought the refs, you're right, way too much. The, uh, the third down where the clock keeps running and they have to stop it, that was a huge momentum shift. It really was. Let's hear Joe Burrow saying he and this team just didn't make enough plays down the stretch. Yeah, these games are never going to be pretty. You just got to find ways. And, you know, it felt like that, you know, the tide was turning our way. I felt like we were going to, you know, just find a way to win this game. But, you know, like I said, didn't make the plays down the stretch. So the play that just killed him, right? I mean, you set up the game-winning field goal. Linebacker Joseph Asai hits Mahomes on the sidelines. He's already out of bounds. There's no debating this. Like I heard, you know, fans, oh, it's not late. Yes, it was. No, you just you can't debate that. It's 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 late. And, you know, here was what it sounded like because if you were a Chiefs fan, you knew immediately this was gonna put you in field goal position. Mahomes trying to buy some time on that bad ankle, moving to his right. He is now scrambling and he's gonna get a first down. And now he gets hit late! He gets hit late! He gets hit late! <laughs> Mahomes gets hit late! It'll be a 15-yard penalty on top of the gain. And the gain should be bound to the 35-yard line. Now, Mike, you said it would have been, without the penalty, a 56, 57-yard field goal? 56, 57-yard field goal. Big difference. So, you know, you figure, yeah, you're out there at the 45, 7 yards, 50. Yeah, you're, it's, it's, it's a long field goal. And in this case, you know, this was a game with about, at that point, 10 seconds left. So you don't have the unnecessary roughness. You have at least one chance for Mahomes to try to get the ball on a quick out to maybe gain 10 yards, 5 yards, whatever you could gain. Either way, Buckner has been money. He struggled early, the former Georgia Tech kicker. So big, so good in this game. I just thought for a game we always knew was going to come down to the wire that I didn't like the refs being that big a part of it. And look, it's Mahomes, this is one for the ages. I'm going to be rooting for Kansas City. You said it earlier. I mentioned it to Arch. If you had told us that he was going to throw 43 times on one good ankle, you figure they're going to lose that game and they're, they're playing catch-up. It's the best performance I've seen in a very long time. And, again, I'm putting it up there with the flu performance for Michael Jordan just because he just did this on one leg. Right. And, you know, it's funny because Romo mentioned that. And I read today and a couple of websites are killing Romo again. Did you think he was a distraction? He was awful yesterday? So what is bothering people? Like, what's the, what's the complaint? That he's all over the place. Okay. That's, I mean, I, personally, it doesn't really bother me, but some folks have said he's, he was a lot smoother. It's kind of like the Lamar Jackson thing. He was a lot better a couple of years ago. He was kind of like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And whether he's, I don't know, he's resting on his laurels. He's not doing his homework. He's just kind of speaking in cliches, and he's kind of, speaking, he's kind of stumbling. He's kind of all over the place. Okay. And, That's and, what people are saying. And, and again, um, I guess I'm not just – I wasn't paying that much no, attention to it yesterday. I wasn't either. Uh, but, but I do know um, uh, that, that when I heard him, you know, he's saying things like, oh, I don't know, Jim. I don't know. Mm. I, I think that's who he is. Like, that's, he does that kind of stuff. And, and I don't know if that bothers people. Yeah. I thought you were going to tell me the prediction of the plays because no, I know was, that's that what bothers he was doing. people. He used to be able to give you everything. And I, I, when the producers got in his ear and told him not to do that, yeah. former head of NBC Sports, Dick Eversole, did an interview this week or last week saying he would call Romo in his office and say, look, Remember what got you here? Let's get back to some of that. 
So mm. for what it's worth, a lot of folks are, are they're breaking it down to the subatomic level on one Tony Romo. All right. And everybody, meanwhile, is loving Greg Olson. Super Bowl Fox this year, right? Fox has a yep. Super Bowl. Greg yeah. Olson and Burkhart. Yeah, okay, because we talked about that. Um, and, yeah, I like what Greg – I told you, I paid that – last week in the divisional round, I was impressed with Greg Olson, probably because I hadn't paid attention to him all season. I don't know. if you The Romo thing is interesting. And if you had an issue with it, I, I just want to know, what is he doing that's bothering you – um, that it, you 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 know to the point where you're complaining about it, Bo. Did, did it bother you? No, but this is what people do. People complained about John Madden at one point in time. They That's said, true. They said, "Well, Madden just gives you the obvious," and then he gets older, <laughs> he retires, he passes away, and people remember him as as a god of broadcasting. And he is. It, everyone thinks they're an expert on everything, and our mm. our our social media era has magnified mm. people to think that their opinion matters. Tony Romo is a guy who loves, whether you like him or not, let's let's get a couple of things straight. He's a guy who loves the game. He does. So he gets really into it because he sees, he sees guys making these plays and he gets excited. I'm sorry that he's not boring as hell. Would you rather some guy that's boring? I mean, go back and listen to some of these broadcasters who are just horrible. Now, everybody loves Greg Olson right now. In three years... People are going to say Greg Olson doesn't do it for him again because they've heard him for <laughs> well, three years. Well, I think here's the deal, and, and whether you like Olson or, or Romo, and I, I said this probably the second time I heard Romo and I tweeted it out and, and said, he's really good, and we may have found the next the next guy. And I think the bar – Oh, my gosh. Oh, the- yeah, thank you. The, I think the bar has been set for Tom Brady. What is Brady mm-hmm. going to do? Because if you're digging Olsen and you, and you like Romo – my thing is, now Brady's going to come in here. What is he going to sound like? Now, it may not be this next season. Again, that may be two seasons from now, Mike. But I think the bar's been raised for him to come in and, and yeah. really see what he's got. And again, Olsen, I think, you know, is is good. He's he's giving you good information. He's easy to listen to. He's not over the top with it. And then we've already heard. The only thing we know about Tom Brady is what he said in an interview where he said he'd be a little more acerbic and he would be a little more edgy. And then I joked around to Carl. I said, oh, we're going to get Johnny Miller calling the NFL, which might be interesting because, <laughs> look, I would love to have somebody say that's stupid yes. he blew that as opposed to the sort of polite everyone's so polite and correct with their analysis i mean matt millen was good before he ruined the lions no he was and then he came he back was. he wasn't the same guy guys are saying this is from awful announcing he used to be able to predict plays provide interesting analysis he's devolved into a human catchphrase and exclamation machine and one guy used my line he says he sounds like a kid who just ran into the house mm. like remember the tim tebow thing yeah nobody ah. nobody will work harder yeah look i don't think he's the worst thing i but i do think Everything he was doing two or three years ago is not happening right now in that broadcast. That's up to the producers to get that out of him. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm being very particular here. What was he doing? Like, I don't know. It was smoother. It's, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's just it's all over the place. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, listen. Obviously, it's something people are talking about. Uh, they will not get a chance mm-hmm. to call the Super Bowl. That's why I was asking about Fox. So you won't get a chance to see him until next year. Right. But it, I'm curious to see how, how that moves forward. Uh, one guy hits us up, Jab Johns on Twitter. That's his Twitter handle. It says, Dukes and Bell, I honestly love Tony Romo as a broadcaster. I honestly would love to see him and RG3 together on a call. Okay. Okay. Coming up, <laughs> what was he doing knocking on people's door that time of morning? It's Dukes and Bell.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We had so much going on over the weekend. AFC, NFC Championship games. Hawks played. They'll play tonight against Portland. We'll talk more about that coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. And then the Stetson Bennett story dropped. Mm. Now, if you're not familiar, maybe it's your first time hearing about this, you're going, what happened with Stetson Bennett? Well, apparently he was in Dallas over the weekend. And, um, again, as police officers showed up, uh, to where Stetson Bennett was, the Dallas Police Department spokesman said officers responded to a report of a man banging on doors in the 1600 block of Tribeca Way at 7.10 a.m. Eastern Sunday morning. The preliminary investigation found that the man was intoxicated. Mike, that man was Stetson Bennett. What was he doing? All right, my first guess, i got to be honest, I saw the Sunday morning as I was you know, eating my bagel and had my coffee, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Well, again... Could be doing anything in Dallas. Could be training, getting ready for the combine. Could be seeing a lady friend. Who knows? Either way, he's she's reportedly schnockered. Cops said he's intoxicated. I thought he might have been staying at an Airbnb or something, and he's staggering home, and that's why he's like, don't, don't, don't. Hey, is this 12 hours? Because <laughs> if your phone dies, and by 6 o'clock mine does, uh, and so now you have no data, you don't know where you're supposed to be, that's why if you're going to an Airbnb, have a... I don't know, put it on the back of a business card. Have a day, an address, Carl, where you're going. That was my first reaction. It's embarrassing. Doesn't define him, but it is still tied because when the story first broke, it was Georgia quarterback. Then, as you said, some corrected it. Some of the media said uh, former Georgia quarterback. But it's just something he's now going to have to answer questions about when he does presumably sit in any of your rooms at the Combine uh, this year for the NFL personnel people. All right, so is this, uh, is this Stetson reading his press? Is this Stetson with the big head? You tell me. What do you think? Is this just a simple mistake? 
or is he caught up in everything that's been going on the last few weeks? Listen, if you hear stats in the last few weeks, right, leading into the national championship game, they blow doors against TCU. After the game, you know, it's, hey, and he had every right because he earned it, right? And then the parade mess, and I say that because I didn't care, but people did about his attention span. And I don't know about you. My kids don't have any attention span. I mean, everybody's on their phone. So I didn't have as much a problem with that, Mike, as other people did. With that said. Like being gracious at a parade. He's not great at it. (laughs) With that said, okay, then this happens. Some people will say, this is kind of coming. This is him getting the big head. Yeah, and we talked. She topped this up a little bit earlier in the show, and we had fun with it last week. I don't know anybody who's a fourth. Uh, did, did meet a third this weekend down in Noonan. Okay, give a shout out to Rick and his kids, a big listener. But he's a third. I was joking. He heard the story. I was talking about a fourth. Yeah, but now he's, he's he's junior. The kid's going to be the third. Okay, but getting back to Stetson, white guy. He happened to be a white guy. Okay, uh, but yeah, and because Carl Carl says no black. There is, Carl says there are no black thirds. Is that what you're telling me? Fourth. What about thirds? Fourth. You okay. said fourth. <laughs> yes. Well, this guy was a white guy who's having to be a, his no. third is uh, is about four years old. All right. But in this case, I just felt Bennett. I don't know him. I can go and yes, it's easy as Squid Billy says. Everybody now we live in this judgmental world where everybody gets on social media and goes rich kid spoiled brat. <laughs> you know, I don't care if he was a third or fourth or fifth string that had to go to a junior college. <laughs> He's a rich twit. His family owns Blackshire. I don't know. I've never been to Blackshire. I have no idea. You know, so I I will say this. It's bad. It doesn't look good, but it doesn't define him. You know, I mean, there's people out there. Joe Namath's accomplished so many things in this world, and there's still people out there that think of him getting drunk, trying to grab a feel on Susie Colbert. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. The Jets are struggling. I could care less about the Jets. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make that your – when you want to put Broadway Joe and that's what you think of, then I don't have much to say to you. Bennett's life is still ahead of him. He's 25. Maybe Carly does become a star in the NFL. But now, after not going to the Senior Bowl, which we, you and I felt was a better way to further ingratiate yourself to yep. a team, and perhaps somebody takes a bigger shot at you higher up in the draft, now you got to answer questions for why were you scavosed and banging on the wrong doors in Dallas, Texas? Using fuel that people believe you will fail, using that as fuel, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. We all get motivated by different things. I'm cool with that. But you weren't the only person that was ever doubted in life. And when you start believing some of the things, Mike, that people are saying, you kind of get caught up in your own press. And, and I'm not saying that this was that. Maybe this was just a simple mistake. And to Mike's point, dude, my phone's lost. I'm drunk. I don't know where I'm at. Okay, cool. But you are going to have to explain that. And, and then you know what the next question is going to be, Mike? You got a drinking problem? That's going to be that's going to be got, asked. You got a drinking problem? Right. I'm I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to be a jerk. That this is how the NFL works, guys. We're talking about a major investment. I'm about to take you in the draft and some of you guys think he's a third or fourth round pick. That's not chump change. So, I understand what happened in Dallas. You got a drinking problem? Do you like staying out late? Yeah. Cuz you were out at 7:10 yes. in the morning. Uh, do I need my quarterback out at 7:10 in the morning? It's something you do frequently. I mean, this is how this works. We've heard it from guys. We've spoken to guys, Harry Douglas, everybody we've uh, we're friends with you here on the show. They talk about those weird 15-minute interviews that you get, and some of these things, as Carl said, they've got their due diligence. They get underneath your fingernails because, again, if you're going to make a move and you feel that he's only a fourth or fifth round, you're going to commit to a because again, third-round money is just under a million bucks. You're making decent coin. NFL teams just don't throw that stuff around. Sometimes it looks like they do when they make mistakes, but I'm with you. Doesn't define Stetson Bennett, but if you are one of these people that just loves and takes pleasure in watching people screw up, 
I, again, I don't know what to say to you, but he certainly gave you some fodder on Sunday morning. Yeah, and I'm for What does it mean to you now when the team is struggling? I want to kiss you. <laughs> yes, that was Susie taking that from Joe Namath. Uh, I, I have rooted for this kid. I want, him to, I want him to be successful. And it's a good story, like we said, for Georgia. Kirby doesn't have to answer any of these questions, though. Todd Munkin doesn't have to answer any of these questions. He's not the quarterback anymore at Georgia, and he's moved on, Mike. And so we'll see how this affects him with the draft, and if it does, and maybe it doesn't. Again, it's a misdemeanor. Again, uh, he was released, by the way. He was taken into custody, transported to the uh, city detention center, and then charged with public intoxication. But he left Sunday morning. So, you know, again, was tried to reach for a comment. No comment. And that's the worst. Have you ever uh, now again now, detention I've, center? Well, I've been arrested. It's, I'm usually there's an alcohol involved, but it was an assault charge, and that eventually got it squashed. But there's nothing worse than waking up in county with a hangover. No one's got Advil. <laughs> if you're lucky, you get a cheese sandwich. If you're in Fulton County, you know somebody might want to steal your cheese sandwich. It's, it's not the way you want. I don't know how they do it in Texas. Uh, Jonathan, I've Walker. never been to county, Mike. <laughs> Jonathan Walker lights us up. <laughs> I've tra- had friends that have been to yeah. county. I've never been to county, so Charges, I don't know about that experience. I did get charges were dropped on the assault charge. That was in, that was years ago in the high. And then there was, uh, I did get once for driving with a suspended license. Okay. That, that, All right. But I posted my, um, uh, Jonathan Walker says, uh, Usher Raymond IV is the only one who I know, Carlos IV. Usher. <laughs> We're talking about Stetson being the only, I don't know any fourths. That's funny. That's funny. Right. If you missed the show last week, Carl and I said, where I grew up, everybody's Pete, Paul, Tony, Mark, Jimmy, Mike, We'd, and there's no fourths. <laughs> You know, there's not even maybe once in a while you meet a junior, but there's no thirds or fourths. Yeah, it's uh, and by the way, at some point he will address this. He'll uh, mm. he'll let us know what what the situation was. Maybe he won't, Mike. I don't know. What was mm. Stetson doing in the 1600 block of Tribeca Way at 7:10 <laughs> a.m. in the morning? I think he's them trying hating me, me hating them. Yeah, he's trying to get home. He's trying to get home now. If you had to, if you had your wallet and you had a credit card, Mike, can be, I be honest? You're with not you thinking too? straight. Why don't you take a cab to a hotel? Well, again, I, you're not thinking straight. I, I gotta say something too. Only time I ever been out at seven ten in the morning, looking for something. That's all I'm saying. I'm just telling you. Yeah. As, I, yeah. I mean, four a.m. is late. I gotta go see about five a.m. Gotta go late. see about a girl. Seven ten a.m. I'm roaming around. Not, come on, man. But again, now, I don't old, know if that was the case. Yeah. I'm just talking about my situation. In the old days, I don't. It, it, I don't care. I mean, it's it's just something because everybody loves to go bananas, and you got all these idiots on these chat rooms. Oh, look at Georgia. Well, technically, he's not at Georgia, sir. He's gone, okay? He's 25. As Kirby told his kid, he had to leave. Yeah. In this case, he went wandering around people's front yards trying to find a house to get into on Sunday morning. Mike, nothing good after happens after midnight. <laughs> so, Carl and I touched on it. <laughs> now he's got to. Was it, remember the uh, Cowboys? Remember the Cowboys in Hard Knocks? Campbell's like, stay out of hotel bars. Oh, yeah. Nothing good happens after your point after midnight. Nothing good, especially after 2 a.m. Just trying to tell y'all. All right, guys, coming up. We'll get to the top stories of the day. We found out more about Brock Purdy's injury last hour. We'll tell you the latest on that. And they're going to the Super Bowl. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.